Stop Punishing Yourself, the only podcast that teaches neurodivergent Alaskans prone to anxiety and depression how to stop feeling like victims to their brains and start feeling empowered by them. I'm your host and neurospicy life coach, Alicia Turner, and I promise to take you from codependent and insecure to independent and unstoppable using the spiritual art and science of coaching. If you're ready to fully reverse the harmful wiring that's living rent-free all up in your brain, then let's get started. Hello, my fellow earthlings. Today, I want to talk about how to be naive. I think it's such an important concept because in this ego-driven world, being naive or a beginner or not incredible at, at something can almost feel like death. It can feel like embarrassing rejection, failure. It, it's just seen in such a negative light. And I think we really need to approach it in the opposite way of naivety is like the beginning of everything. It's how we evolve and grow. It's the answer to everything. We all start out as humans being naive, being a beginner, not knowing anything and having to go through the process to learn it. But the ego wants to find a way around that. It wants to find a shortcut. Shortcut. (laughs) I can't get over my brain to mouth functions today. Uh, It wants to find a way around this so it doesn't have to be perceived by other humans as not perfect as something, as someone who has to try and fail. Because what we do collectively is we make that mean something about our self-worthiness or about you know, what we deserve or who we are inherently, which is so dramatic, mind you. The ego is so dramatic and so petty and childish. Um, And and it's all coming from a place of love, a place of fear, a place of projection. So I'm not trying to shit on the ego here because it is kind of where our inner child wombs are all harbored. And it is where you can find all the places inside of us where we were just looking for love. We were looking for safety and understanding and we didn't get it. And so our ego essentially comes in to protect us. And so in on that note, one of the ways our ego has chosen to protect us in our past is to to register as not being amazing or good or masterful at something is dangerous. Right. That's essentially the thought it comes down to, because everything comes down to a thought, a decision in thinking. And so that's just not true. Right. It's it isn't dangerous to be new at something. When I started learning Italian, I was in no imminent danger when I sat there and learned the first couple sentences. Hello, how are you? My name is Alicia. Right. Except in Italian. Yes. Um, and it's it's not dangerous to be naive and learning how to manage your mind or feel a feeling. It's not dangerous to be naive in being an entrepreneur and a business owner. But here's the thing. You can't use logic with your ego because it's such a feeling experience. You can't gaslight and dismiss what you're feeling with just that analytical part of your brain that says, no, no, it's safe. Go do it. Right. That's kind of how we were parented. We were like, no, you're wrong. Just do it anyway. Your feelings, put them aside, right? Because that's what they were taught and that's what their parents were taught and that's what their parents were taught. 
And now we're just learning, oh, emotions are kind of important and probably should be given airtime, right? So I want to talk about how to be naive today because I have a system. And as much as my ego continues to fight me on it and it's like, don't be naive, bitch, pretend you're a pro, pretend you know everything, it's just not going to work. And so I have to remind myself, I wake up and, and this is really applying to my business specifically in this period of my life. But I have to wake up and remind myself, hey, you're allowed to be a beginner. You're allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to not know everything and be on this journey of finding out. And look at you go. And aren't you brave? And look how you haven't quit, right? It's, it's like saying, yes, it is hard and it is scary and it does feel a little dangerous to your nervous system. And we can do it anyway, right? See how much different that feels than saying, it's not dangerous, just do it right? That is so, that just like literally my body locks up and it goes into hiding mode and it's like, fuck you, I'm not doing this. So we really have to reparent our internal dialogue and reason not analytically with our ego, but emotionally be like, yes, it does feel that way. It does feel dangerous. Tell me about that feeling. What is that experience like? And we can still take that one next step today, right? And we can allow ourselves to fail if we do fail. We don't have to put all of our efforts in avoiding that and preventing failure. I think learning how to be naive is a superpower, but in an egotistical world, it's perceived as a weakness. And so everyone walks around kind of being fake, right? Kind of pretending they've never been naive. They've never been a little baby learning how to walk. They just came out of the womb knowing calculus and knowing how to drive a car and how to do their taxes. And it's very, very exhausting to an autistic person who physically gets like riddled with pain when I have to pretend to be something I'm not, I'm not, or when I have to watch someone pretending when I know that's not what's really going on. It's just like physical pain. (laughs) So again, the dramatics of being humans, we are so dramatic. And so I don't like that. I don't like the facade of I'm good at everything. I know everything. I don't need to learn anymore. I don't need correction. I don't, I am right. I am right. I'm right. I'm right. And I'm never wrong. And I'll never be a naive person again because I'm in my thirties. No, I want to be being naive until my eighties. I want to be willing to be a beginner my whole life and know that there's always more to know. There's always more to learn. In fact, the more I learn, the more I'm open to evolution, the more I realize how little I know. And it's this constant series of humbling my ego. And the only way you can effectively humble your ego is if you're nurturing it in a loving way and not judging and shaming it for just protecting you in the only way the ego knows how. So here's my little quick sheet quick list of how to be naive. And it starts, number one, with giving yourself permission to be imperfect, to be a beginner, and to fail. To fail, fail, fail a lot. I'm so grateful in my like weird period of being single in my life and like moving back in with my mom and being to the outside world like what are you doing? You're behind in life. Like that's how I was perceived, but I was like growing leaps and bound into my adulthood, into the foundation of my future, which I'm so proud of. And I chose to take up some hobbies. Like I said, Italian, piano, 
exercise. I started weightlifting and I was a beginner at that. And I was just willing to fail. I was willing to pull a muscle some days because I did something wrong. And that didn't mean I would quit. And that didn't mean I was wrong. And that didn't mean I should definitely stop because I'll never lose the weight, right? I just kept going. I was like, yep, I did that wrong. Let's move on. I'm a beginner. And it was so much easier than the previous approach I had had before thought work, before emotional work, where I was killing myself to to be something and killing myself to be perceived as this expert pro. I've got it all together. And then I'd end up shutting down into a really bad, like anxious, depressive, depressive shame spiral. And I wouldn't do anything for weeks. Right. I would just only have the capacity to like watch TV and do nothing. And that's not fun, right? I wanted to maintain functioning. And the only way to maintain functioning is with this first step. It's just giving yourself permission to get things wrong, to fail at the piano song 40 times before I get it right, to give myself permission to try again, to try again, to try again. And what really underlies this first step is discipline in a sense. And I don't mean discipline in the self-hating self-judging discipline where we're forcing ourselves through willpower to change because we don't think we're enough. That's never going to work. It's the discipline from self-compassion where it's like anything you have to give today, just give it your best. Even if your best looks like just driving in the car, getting to the gym and laying on a mat, that's enough. But we need the discipline of building the habit to get in the car and drive to the gym because some other days you're going to be able to do like 10 burpees. Maybe not every day, but getting yourself to the gym is what allows that to happen, right? And same for sitting down at the piano bench. Same for opening up the Italian language app, right? And getting your little notebook out. So I didn't know I was about to start a business in the coming years as I was setting these mental, emotional, and and habitual ha- like grooves of showing up, right? I didn't know that's what I was doing. I didn't know all these subtle ways I was allowing myself to be imperfect and to fail at these things that I thought were like, no, it's not life or death if I do piano, but I still showed up for a piano every day. Maybe not every day. I don't want to apply an a perfectionist fantasy here, but you know, whatever I decided back then, which was a consistent schedule, it was like three, four times a week, every week. And I did it. Okay, so depending on where you are, it might take some thought work, some emotional basics to just get yourself to to that point where you give yourself permission to be imperfect and fail and persist either way. Step two is you don't quit, right? You just keep going, right? I could get frustrated one day like, oh, this song is so hard and I'm, I just wish I knew it already and I hate that I'm a beginner, Right, it's so easy when our brain isn't ma- managed to just quit things. And again, you're going to fall on one level of this, and it doesn't mean you're morally better or right or wrong depending on what level. That that's all meaningless, but you might be giving yourself permission to fail, but then you keep hitting step 2 and quitting. And so that's where we would need to do the thought work. That's where we would need to go in and discover what's going on there. Step three is you receive support and guidance, but you're also having discernment to not replace someone else's expertise. Like say, 
I hire a personal trainer because I'm like, you know what? I'm really getting my form wrong and something's happening in my back and I think I need help because I am not an expert on weights. It's being sure to receive that guidance where you need it, knowing how to discern where you need it and why, but not replacing them, this person outside of you, as your source of authority and confidence, right? That's really hard to do. And I'm actually in stage three right now for entrepreneurship. So I've gotten through all stages for many different things. Like I said, learning Italian, playing piano. I, 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 piano is my holy grail of like, I can use this example for anything and I use it because it's so helpful. But in business right now, I'm I'm getting through step one. I'm getting through step two. I'm not quitting. But then when I get to step three, I you know what I keep doing is I keep replacing my confidence with my business coach's confidence. And I'm like, oh, well, I need her and I can't do anything without her. Right. And it just doesn't feel good. It's not what they want. Explicitly, they say, hey, we need you to build confidence in you. Right. So stop replacing your authority for what I say. And coaches are never really giving opinion or telling you what to do. If you're seeing coaches like that, I don't recommend doing that because that's not the purpose of life coaching. But I do just notice I'm like, I don't feel certain enough in myself in this. I feel too much like an imposter still. I don't feel comfortable um, being my own source of authority in this particular area of my life right now. So that's where I am right now. Number four and the last one for how to be naive is to always be in a curious, I hate the word always, I'm sorry I said that, to focus on and strive to be curious, ask questions from curiosity, not from shame, not from judgment, and practice self-compassion. So I'm really like in between steps three and four here. I'm like, I notice I'm trying to outsource my confidence in my business to my coaches, and I'm struggling to have self-compassion in this stage of my business. But It all comes back down to number one, right? Of course, I haven't yet built absolute confidence because this is kind of a building upon each step. So if I'm still building upon step one of just learning to give myself permission to fail, if I'm not solid there yet, I won't be solid in step three yet, right? I won't have the ability to discern my confidence from my coaches. And so my job is is not to punish myself for not having the confidence yet, is to just go right back to only focusing on giving myself permission to fail, giving myself permission to be a beginner and be imperfect and know that I'm not supposed to be this pro yet because I'm a beginner. I'm naive in it and that's okay. And it's going to get easier to get to step three and step four the more I practice and live and embody step one and two. And I really am living it. But again, maybe I need three, four more months there before I'll really have that discernment machine up and running. Maybe I need another year there. I really can't know. All I can do is stick with it. All I can do is know that it's not about the outcome that my ego thinks it is, which is, It's always like, you know, a quantifiable thing that thinks will save us from being human. Like, ah, once I have a booked out practice, then I won't have to have negative emotion anymore. (laughs) That couldn't be further from the truth. So again, it's never about that final outcome that our ego is so craving and desiring because it's believing a lie. It really is about this 
meaty in the middle journey of this skill of just letting myself be a beginner and having my back through that and not quitting. That's so much juicier. That's so much more impactful and empowering. And that's building such a bigger and more important muscle than having people look at you a certain way and think, oh, she's legit because she has a booked out practice, right? It's totally for the wrong reasons. It's what you think of you so you can feel good about yourself versus wanting other people to think a certain thing about you because you feel awful about yourself and you want that to replace your insecurity, right? It just never works. I've tried it. I tried it my whole life before I found this work. So of course my brain still has that wiring in there. I still have to practice these things just like all of my clients. I am a human after all. And I just want to leave you guys with the idea that it's good to be naive. It's safe to be naive. And in a world full of egotistical people who are afraid to be beginners at anything, it's actually the solution I think we're all looking for, to be beginners in self-compassion when we're so used to judgment and shame, to be beginners in in practicing unconditional love for ourselves and, and patience and grace where we are so used to berating ourselves and thinking we aren't worthy or deserving of new amazing things. You are. So I love you. Have a beautiful, beautiful week. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening, buddy. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, you have to come check out my one-on-one coaching program. It's 24 weeks of me and you where I take all the guesswork out of your self-awareness journey. I'm just going to give you all the answers in one go. I guarantee you after these 24 weeks, you will feel like a completely different human, empowered, focused, motivated, in love with yourself and on fire for your life again. Go to aliciaturnercoaching.com right now to book your free consult call. And I'd love to have you join while spots last. I'll see you there.